1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
2: MGF made a phone call to start this week's episode of Dynamite. Riveting. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the review show for professional wrestling, which means I shall watch the sports entertainment when you can't be bothered. Or you can watch it. And you come here and go simon you don't know what you're talking about and i say Mum, i'm always happy you tune in let's up those downs anywho going back to the opening sentence this is why context is so important because maxwell was ringing adam cole so all of a sudden it was like ooda lally they couldn't really chat because of course roderick strong and the kingdom turned up and now they're just shouting max max and he actually wants to help out mjf because of course he's trying to get into his inner circle i mean they still basically accused him of being the man in the devil mask but they are happy to take on the bullet club when maxwell jacob freeman essentially pushed them away and i laughed and this is when he turned to the camera and he just cut this fire promo on juice robinson i mean, He also said that he was going to shoot him. Of course, bring it down. There's a very early crime counter. You can't walk around saying things like that. MGF was just so damn good here because he did make you believe. And then we had this match, MGF versus Juice Robinson, and he won. Which means he retains the diamond ring for what? The fifth year in a row? That is a pretty good record. There's no ring. It's also important to note as well, when he was done finished speaking, the man in the devil's mask appeared on the screen. So now I do not think that it is our scumbag. That'd be way too obvious. He also just got right in the ring and double-legged Juice Robinson, because he's more of a soda guy. When he took him on the outside, he just hurled him into Barry Barricade, he hurled him into Timmy the Timekeeper's table. If there was one of our wrestling friends, they were getting murked. Which was doubly true, because the guns cast distraction and juice threw MGF into sympathy still Steps. No, he didn't, it was at the Ring Post, one of the two. I can't remember my brain is melting, but the thing I'm trying to get across here is that MGF was bleeding. If you went quiet, somebody somewhere was like <laughs> so happy it was john moxley i don't want to underline though that mjf was such a super baby face here and he had the fans going crazy and of course as soon as juice was on top out walked jay white he sat down on commentary he didn't agree at all he thinks maxwell is a goober they also then started to choke each other which is perfectly normal behavior when freeman hit the kangaroo kick and you can imagine the reaction and also all the way through this there was a lot of spitting. And I don't think Austin and Colton liked that. They were like, it's too unhygienic. So Maxwell smashed them with a dive. And when he got back in the ring, what did Juice do? Hit him right in the penis. That led to the DDT for a great one 2 ooh, And this is when the guns got way too carried away with what they were doing. Because it allowed Juice to put on his ring and MJF put on his ring. They both swung at each other. Maxwell was able to clock him. He hit the heat speaker. One, two, three. I mean, you knew this was going to happen... But it was the right move to make the story here was cool as well because essentially they were trying to out scumbag each other and as soon as the bullet club jumped in there the kingdom came out to make the save but these numbers do not add up i called scott steiner and made sure of course this is when the acclaim came out to help mjf because they all want to team with him which also tied in because the guns were like hey listen max we want to face you in a ring of honor tag team title match and friedman accepted so who the flub is going to be his partner? MJF accepted, of course, but he was also like, I need this eight-man tag so I can beat all of you. And even though the Acclaimed offered their services and did the kingdom, the world champion basically said no to all of them. I mean, he's got to find a bunny somewhere. Just to send this totally through the roof as well, Kenny Omega then walked out. I said, like, oh my God, is a Reddit thread come to life. And he was just like, all right, listen, there is a show on Saturday called Collision. And we should have a match now i'm not sure whether it's for a world title or not but who the flub cares kenny omega versus MGF. i mean they barely interacted and over the last week they have become like super duper enemies so by the end of it i was just clapping i was like what a terrific start to the show i've just enjoyed myself and i have more things to enjoy in a few days time i mean you can't get mad at that apart from that one guy but he's mad at everything I was also pleased because it meant that Kenny had pulled a GTS, Geese title shot, so that run continues, when we had this great video for Waterloo as well. He was like, I didn't take time off from AEW. I was getting really mad because that idiot MJF screwed me over, and now I'm coming for my revenge. So I was like, Max, you have so many people that want to destroy you. That should be the way, though, because he is the world champion, and if you don't want that title, what are you even doing in this business, kid? When Rob Van Dam returned, to the company i was like that's it we're only like 20 minutes in and this show rules he was also teaming with hook and now that must be a thing because they've done it a few times so i'm gonna sit here and wait until somebody calls them van hook like a painter for some reason they were taking on the dark order with evil uno waiting on the outside and once again this was just such a good time and the fans were so alive for it i mean at one point they were chanting for rvd but they were also chanting for johnny hungy Warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Evil Uno got so worried at one point he just jumped in the ring with a chair. And the referee was totally fine with this. But of course we did it so he could get Van terminated. We came off with a five-star frog splash. When Hook was there, he applied the red rum and they got the tap-out victory. And put your hands up, my hand is already up, if you would like Hook and Rob Van Dam to continue to be a team. This stays up because I said that word. I'll give it a nap. So all of this just made me smile. As did R.J. City. Because he was telling us that even though we weren't watching Turner Classic Movies, it was time for the next production by Timeless Tony Storm. And she walked in or like, oh, you should roll the picture. And we got another one of these silent movies. And not only is Flipping Luther of all people, now her butler, but she is going to be getting a world title shot at full gear. Now, you just have to go and watch these. Again, they're not to everybody's tastes, but I kind of feel like they were written for me. Love it so much. It's so entertaining because it's so stupid. That's how I like to live my life up. It was Tony Khan surprise time next. I was very disappointed because it was a repo man one day. Tony Schiavone did invite Sting and Darby Allen to the ring though. And Sting was all like, yes, I am retiring. And thank you so much. And thank you, Darby Allen. And thank you, Tony Schiavone. I tell you, I have such mixed emotions here. It is awesome. He gets to go out his way. Also, I don't want to miss Sting. He also thanked Tony Khan for making that call four years ago because, again, he was able to have this run when Tone was like, right, let's bring out your present. And of all the things, of all the people, it was Ric Flair. Now, because I'm an absolute idiot, I was on the floor laughing. I was like, does that mean Sting has to, like, house him and feed him because now he's his pet? I mean, he is his gift. If you don't know, too, Ric Flair and Sting had an incredible rivalry back in WCW that you should probably still watch. And maybe without the Nature Boy, Sting wouldn't have got to where he did get to. Because my word, he passed him the torch and then some. The point is, though, as long as Sting is cool with it, he wants to ride by his side until we get to Revolution. And look, I'll be totally honest with you. I thought we could have gone more pro wrestling with this and tied it even more into the story. But go and watch Sting's face during all of it. Even if he did know, the man is so damn happy... That came out of the screen, and I felt happy too. I did feel like there should have been some spin, though, which we got right away, because who interrupted, because it is professional wrestling, it was Luchasaurus, it was Nick Wayne, and of course, it was Christian Cage. Right right. Instantly, he compared Flair to Weekend at Bernie. so I was like, okay, well, he's not going to hold back, when he also said, listen, the real impressive thing here is that you didn't die 20 years ago. That's what I did, just shook my head and I pondered to myself, how does he get away with it? He also said that Darby Allen is an idiot because look at his stupid gammy arm and nobody wants to wait until 2024 until we get rid of Sting. He wants to do it right now. It just means that come full gear, he wants to do this six-man tag. So Sting and Darby Allen are going to have to find a partner. And sure, they can use Ric Flair if they want. But he is just a super kick away from turning into dust. So Christian has some magic powers. I was laughing, again, even though what he says is so damn terrible. Sting accepted after sneezing, and I'm just going to leave that one out there for you to find out for yourself. So we are going to do this at the pay-per-view, and now we must question who will be the third man. Now, it's obvious, but we'll get there later. And I'm such a nerd, I was like, oh, well, Sting's got a relationship with Goldberg. (laughs) Maybe it's going to be him. It's not Bill. This was just a laugh riot, though, and once again, like something you would read on Reddit, like a little bit was quite awkward. I don't give a flub about that. I was just watching it going, I don't understand how we've arrived at this juncture. But it's why it's amazing that we do have big wrestling companies. Otherwise, this wouldn't exist at all. Up. Sad times next, though, because Chris Jericho was sat here. He was like, yeah, powerhouse Will Hobbs did kick my ass. I don't think I can get over it. But he cannot remember the last time he got beaten this badly. And as well as hurting his body, it also hurt his ego. It's like, huh. Didn't know you could attack that. He does feel like he has to get revenge, though, which was basically the theme of this episode of Dynamite. And even though the Don Callis family is quite big, he knows somebody bigger, even bigger than William Hobbs. I thought about it for a while, and I was like, it's probably Paul White. Obviously, back in WWE, they were Jerry Show. (laughs) It's still the worst name ever. Jericho also insinuated that he was going to give this large human being a call. And look, I kind of thought about it at first. I was like, do I want to see that? But if it does end with powerhouse Will Hobbs throwing around the big show, then yes. Yes, I do. i would be pretty damn good. Ultimately, though, we have made powerhouse now feel like a powerhouse, as stupid as that sounds. And you should probably win a title within the next six months. Uh
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: So go and get your party hats. For it was the Young Bugs and Hangman Adam Page defending their ROH six-man belts against the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay. And I think my big takeaway from this fight is we need to stop forgetting that Isaiah Cassidy is a very, very good pro wrestler. It's also the best that Matt and Jeff Hardy had looked for ages. And of course, you know what the Jacksons and Hangman Adam Page can do. They were all just bipping, bopping around during the whole thing with Matt Jackson obsessed with the Northern Lights suplex I respect his dedication to the cause. All of it did lead to the big hot tag for the cowboy. And I actually pondered to myself, I wonder if one day we could do the hot tag and he like does it on a horse. Cause you know, he is a boy of the cows. I don't know what I'm talking about. He also hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody, before he absolutely wrecked Zay with this DDT, got a one 2 ooh Even though he was able to dive around the place to prove his agility, eventually he did get hit with the buckshot, and he got hit with the BTE trigger, and the Young Bucks and Hangman Anna Page got the 1-2-3. But their day was about to get very, very bad. So we cut to the big screen, where it turned out that Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana had gone to Adam Page's humble abode. Now, hangman Adam Page then decided to run to the back, which is what you would do, but that, like, bro, I don't think you're gonna get there in time. They're already there. Swerve so also started to rip up pictures of his kids while Nana ate some strawberries. And that made me chuckle when they even went into Page's kid's bedroom and Strickland left some merchandise on the crib. Now that may sound a little bit silly, but he played this so intensely and so creepy. Once again, we just have to get on the horn and shout out the fact that Swerve Strickland is a flipping great pro wrestler, and he still has loads more to give. Prince Nolan then got a little bit worried. He was like, man, I think we should leave. So they did do, but not only has this upped that feud, not only are they gonna have some crazy stipulation match because you can feel it in the air, but I tell you, you just need to watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Swerve absolutely needs to be the champion in 2024. Guy just has something, give it a nap. I also want to put it out there too, because let's not forget, aren't the Young Bucks meant to be having an AEW tag team title shot at their choosing? I mean, I get it. We can get there whenever we do get there. I want to put it back into the ether. Renee was then back after this. This is when I facepalmed. I was like, man, how did I not think of it? She was chatting to Adam Copeland when in walked Derby, Allen and Sting. I was like, "Of of course the third guy is Adam Copeland. I mean, what were you thinking about? Darby tried to tell Adam as well, look, you can't trust this Christian guy. He's not the person you think he is. When Sting took over and flubbed me sideways, he cut this properly rousing speech. If you break it right down, it was basically, yeah, Darby's right. You can't trust Cage, but you should team with us. So of course, that's what we're going to do. And it also means before the icon retires, Adam Copeland gets to team with him, which is just a massive tick box. Also, if you do want to be a silly Billy, it means Sting and Edge are going to team up which could be the guy from the police as well as you too still this was a nice little rumble once again that doesn't make any sense i'm so tired Ah, when ruby soho lost another title match i mean this is becoming a thing maybe she needs to go crazy and become a 1920s hollywood actress It's worked before. I laugh because Sheena hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody almost instantly. So don't come into my house and tell me this isn't true. And she also connected with the 10 punches in the corner. Give me those 1980s moves. Ruby then got mad and hit the no future off the apron, which is when Sheena went for another crossbody, (laughs) ultimate comeback move when we had the strangest Eddie Guerrero spot we've seen for a while. Now, I will do my best here, so bear with me. Because Ruby Soho ripped off the pad, exposing Tina the turnbuckle, which is when the referee had to go and sort it out. So Ruby got the spray can, can, she threw it into Shida's arms, so that when the ref turned around, Ruby was on the floor going, oh, I got sprayed in the eyes. Now, even though the ref went to get rid of this, Soho then went to get the World Championship and charged Shida, which would have been a DQ, because Aubrey Edwards was right there, when Shida sprayed the belt and then got really sad that she'd done this and just totally forgot that Ruby Soho was her opponent. I mean, she turned her back. Now, that did lead to the Destination Unknown. I was like, there's no way that can be one, two, three, because it would be totally wild. And instead, Ruby Soho, of course, learned that you shouldn't be a dick in wrestling. She charged at Shida. Shida moved. She hit to the Turnbuckle, who was exposed. We've talked about it. Big old knee, one, two, three it rhymed we did get straight to our next feud as well though because all of a sudden it went black and white and here came rj city timeless tony storm and luther and i just love this act i know i've talked about it but i'm going to talk about it again i mean the fact it does go black and white and everyone responds going what the flub is happening it's just goofy wrestling for life i would absolutely give her the championship as well probably forever because she is timeless so look the match was fine i'm going to give it an up and that up also ties into the fact that tony storm made me laugh here but look, even I thought that spot in the middle of the match was a little bit too much. But I do respect that they were trying to do something new. They were trying to do something different. And given that we do have 52,790 hours of wrestling on television, I will always be behind this. But I'll also be honest too, it's got to get it down. MJF's gauntlet of death then continued after this. Ship Ray Randy was asking him about this when Samoa Joe walked in. I was like, that is it, Max. You're going to get killed. I mean, he had basically pressed start to become a new challenger. But actually, here's his plan. He knows that Maxwell Jacob Friedman needs a tag team partner. He will be that tag team partner on one condition. When they're done, he gets his rematch for the world title. Bam. I think MJF was happy for this as well because they do respect each other. So yeah, have to keep an eye on this one. But I tell you, it's got me intrigued. I am going to repeat that I just love the fact that all these people are coming for MJF. And talking about loving something, we got to our main event, and it was totally, totally wild. Because it was Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli taking on Orange Cassidy and Okada. Once again, even though I keep saying it, in what other universe... Did we ever expect this to happen? It also meant that we got Brian versus Akada part two, but not too much because we need the proper match down the line. You got Claudio versus Akada, which is a match I need desperately. And you had Okada and Orange Cassidy teaming together when we kept doing funny things with the camera, which also made me chuckle. And also while we are here, it was so cool to see the piece of fruit in this match. He totally held his own and he's a top, top star. What you need to know is that at one point Akada hit a drop toe hold and this crowd reacted like he just won the IWGP Championship when orange cassidy did the worst best splash you've ever seen and it was totally on purpose Danielson and okada then got in there and they looked at each other once again people just like yeah 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 where they properly got into it and brian was trying to break his arm because once again he wanted revenge they then started going for and missing finishes when they just ran at each other and collided so hard I was like, well, I didn't expect that. It's not even Saturday. Castagnoli then went for the giant swing, but instead got Stunned Dog Millionaire and DDT'd for a great one-two-oo. But when Orange jumped at him again, he caught him in midair and gave him the big swing. So we need to give Castagnoli his flowers, man. As good as we may think he is, he is better. I kind of made sure to break up that one-two-oo, and this is when we did get all the fun camera stuff as Orange, Castagnoli and hugged. Once again, I was like, (laughs) they're embracing now. When we got the Orange Punch Rainmaker combo, and I thought that's got to be it, Claudio broke it up at two. Look at me, i broke my back. Of all the dudes in this match, though, it was Castagnoli that had taken the most powerful Phoenix down because he got back up. He ruined Cassidy with his Seagat uppercut. Like, I thought his head was going to come off and he pinned him for the one, two, three. So instantly, the commentators were like, well, next week we have to do this international title match. I was like, man, that is good booking up you have to go and see it it rules now, the interesting part is that we ended this week's dynamite with brian danielson really selling his injuries look fair play to him i have totally been worked by this i mean the bcc were there as were a bunch of referees and everybody looked concerned as did the crowd they didn't really know what was going on the best friends were here for orange cassidy too so i suppose we're building something and as of right now i don't know whether it's real or whether it is a story so you know just to err on the side of caution I really hope he's okay. He is the best wrestler of all time. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Dynamite. And it was a fabulous show with a main event that you could have put on pay-per-view and nobody would have minded. I'm just so happy for all these guys as well. I'm such a loser. Especially Orange Cassidy. When he got signed, there was that contingent like, meh, meh, this is the worst thing ever. Well, actually, it's turned out to be the best getting an overall up now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of dynamite like the video share the video and subscribe click the video right there for ups and downs for nxt that's right it is back stay in touch with all of wrestling WhatCulture.com social media just have a great day do it for your uncle simon sorry creepy goodbye
1: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen